Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 115 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing why routine blocks are better than just regular routines, how to develop a routine that is flexible enough to withstand life, and how to prioritize your routine so you still feel good about checking things off a year to-do list. We are doing a 30-day challenge inside of Movement Mavens right now, and the whole goal of the challenge is just to do your Amplify You plan every single week, right? To do your wellness workout plan, because we know that when we do the work, we feel better. But the hardest thing is getting into that routine of doing it, which is what the challenge is supposed to help us do. But one of the members shared that she was worried that when she goes back to work in person, that she won't be able to do her morning routine anymore. And maybe you've experienced this as well, right? Everything is great. You are chugging along. You got your routine locked and loaded. And then something changes. Maybe your schedule changes. Maybe your kid's schedule changes. And maybe it's just that your routine has to take a backseat to life, but it makes you feel like you've fallen off the wagon and you're starting all over again from scratch, right? Routines are great when nothing changes, but... The only constant in life is change, as my dad likes to say. Now, I'm right in the thick of this. So beyond the pandemic, I've been sharing responsibilities of full-time caretaking for a family member. That means that my bedtime shifted. And when I was trying to get up at the same time every morning, that was a huge problem and I was a zombie. So I had to shift my wake-up time too, which means that my personal time was compressed because for me, above all else, I prioritize sleep. So between appointments and when I had to arrive to help take care of everything, I really was feeling like I didn't have time for myself. And for those of you who already are caretakers, whether it's of tiny humans um, or of just regular humans, I know you're probably like, okay, Alex, like rolling your eyes. I can hear you from here, but I get it a little bit. Okay. I understand because my routines, they were out the window. I didn't know what day it was. I mean, to be honest, I still don't know what day it is. That's like the pandemic for you. And I also just couldn't figure out how to fit in all of the things that I'm just used to doing in my morning time. It took me a few weeks to get back on the wagon. And to be honest, what my morning and evening routines look like now are different than they did before. But I've learned a few things along the way that I hope are going to be super helpful for you. Because life happens, right? And I want you to be able to weather the storm of, you know, changing schedules and updated routines, no matter what. Because once something gets locked in as a habit, it just requires less energy to make it happen, right? You can just show up and do your workout with no drama about what's happening or if you're doing enough or, you know, do you need to like put in an extra workout or something like that? You just show up, you do it, you mark it off and you move on with the rest of your day. Because routines, they're not like a be all end all. 
They're not the answer to any of your movement problems. And I think we know that even habits aren't because there's always going to be weekends. There will always be time away. There's always going to be some disruption to your routine. So the goal isn't just to build a routine. And if you're like, wait, but that's what you've been saying all along. I know, but hear me out. The goal is to build a routine that is both robust and flexible, that can adapt as your schedule changes, but still allows you to do what's needed so that you can show up for yourself and for whoever you're taking care of at 100%. And so I found it helpful to think bigger right? It's not the specifics of that routine of like, okay, well, every morning at 7am, like I do my meditation. Um, Because what happens when you have an appointment at 715? Or what happens when you oversleep? Or what happens if you know, you're just settling down and your kids come down and they like demand attention, or you got to take your dog out like life happens, right? So instead of thinking of that specific routine happening at a specific time, I want you to think of a block of time in which your routines can happen. So I have a morning routine block. This is a way I've started to think about it. Um, And it's really a time block, right? So up until 8 a.m., 8.15, any of my morning routines that I'm in the mood for can happen. I also have an evening routine block. In the time leading up before I go to bed, there's certain things that I want to do and I enjoy to do. And there's also things in both that morning block and evening block that I know like cannot be skipped, right? Brushing my teeth, washing my face cannot be skipped. It's not optional for me. But you know, what happens in the morning, depending on the day of the week or the time might be a little bit different. So things like my journaling, I used to journal every morning, it's now shifted to evening time, which actually I'm finding that it has less disruption from, you know, morning activities and workouts and things like that. So I'm really liking where it is right now. Meditation, right? This is another thing you can do. I'm going to be honest with you. This is something that's in my list of things I could be doing in my morning routine block. And so far, it has not been happening. I do a meditation in the evening as part of my nighttime routine, but it's a different type of meditation. It's more of a meditation to fall asleep rather than a meditation to focus. And I know that's like splitting hairs at this point, but I'm just, I'm defending myself to you about why I'm not meditating every morning, which is ridiculous. I know, but for those of us, right, who are overachiever perfectionists, we got to check it all off or it like doesn't count or it's not enough, right? And if you're not feeling like you're doing all the things that you want to be doing, um, we're not even talking about what you should be doing because like that's ridiculous or you do what you do you, okay, whatever you want to do. But what are the things that are going to allow you to show up and be the person who you want to be? For me, this also includes my tea. I really love my routine of drinking tea. I have some Harry Potter teas I bought off Etsy that are amazing, and they really are the highlight of my day, so I make sure I start every day with that, right? Maybe you're reading a book. Uh, Maybe it's an actual physical book because as part of your nighttime routine, you're also staying off screens like with our sleep experiment. Maybe it's a Kindle book. Maybe it's just a kid's book, but that's all you got, and that's cool, right? Whatever. Another thing that has been brought into my evening routine are tension release exercises or TRE. This is also called trauma release exercises. And I've talked about this before. 
but this has become an integral part of my evening routine. And I have tracked in my sleep. Again, if you listen to the episode on my sleep experiment, if I don't do this, I don't sleep as deeply. So this is something that I have discovered is non-negotiable. Today's episode is brought to you by Rad. Feel better from head to toe with mobility and recovery tools designed for every body and every lifestyle. Today, I wanna tell you about the rod, and it's exactly what it sounds like, a rod. (laughs) But it allows you to customize your pressure, and I use this on my legs after my workouts. It's really quick and easy to use because it's just a rod, and you roll it and rub it up and down your legs, your arms. I've used it on my neck. It's super, super versatile, and it helps prevent soreness like nothing else. Now, I've used their Axle, which is like a specially designed foam roller, and recovery rounds post-workout, But what I love about the rod is it works just as well and it's really quick and easy to use. Now, if you wanna go all in, the restoration bundle comes with all my favorite products so that you can move better and feel better in just a few minutes a day. If you want to support the show and you also wanna feel amazing, head on over to radroller.com and use the code BODYNERD at checkout to save 15% off your entire order, including tools and education. That's radroller, R-A-D-R-O-L-L-E-R. Use the code BODYNERD at checkout and enjoy 15% off. Now, back to the show. Also a part of my morning routine is my workout, but... If you've been listening for a while, you know I only work out twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So that's one of the things that slides into that morning time on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And the rest of the time, I just leave it out because I know I'm going to get my movement elsewhere. So the same goes for mobility, right? If I wake up in the morning, I'm like, whew, my goodness, my shoulders feel wrecked, which they did yesterday morning after my workout. So I spent some time in that morning routine time doing mobility. Now, here's one that is non-negotiable, which is walking Ella. And she would never let me get away with not walking her. (laughs) She even, maybe you have this with your animals too. Um, She knows when it's breakfast time. She also knows exactly when it's dinner time. We tend to feed her around 4.30. And I kid you not, at like 4.28, she comes and sits next to me, staring at me like, hey, are you going to feed me? (laughs) So that one's non-negotiable. Also, showering, right? You got to take a shower, non-negotiable. Eating breakfast, non-negotiable. And I'm still working on the episode. I'm still putting together what I want to say about eating before you work out because I changed my mind, y'all. And I'll tell you more about that. So that now has become part of my morning routine that is non-negotiable. As is stuff like making the bed emptying the cat litter box, right? There's all of these things that we do already as routines. And we think that like, oh, I just, I have such a hard time sticking routine, but you already have routines and habits. And so I guess I'm sharing all of this to encourage you that like your workout and your mobility and your journaling and your tea drinking, your meditation, it doesn't have to weigh more, right? Or be more important to you unless it is. Right. So for me, my workouts and my journaling are top important. So I make those happen. And the other things like reading a book or meditation have kind of fallen down. But that's okay because I know that I still have that block of time reserved for these things to possibly happen. Would I love to do all of them all at once and just have like, you know, a three hour morning routine? Heck yes. Yes. 
And to be honest, my old schedule allowed me to spend almost 90 minutes in the morning doing that, which right now sounds like insane. I miss it so much. (laughs) But my new schedule allows for like one to two hours max, which means that two things had to happen for me, prioritization and stricter time blocks, which means if I wake up at 7.15, I have a limited amount of time until I have to leave my house. So I prioritize my routines based on that day of the week and how much time I have. Um, And so like I've shared, there's stuff like smoothies and eating before I work out or having my tea, walking the dog, making my bed. Those are non-negotiable. And on the days that I work out, a shower is critical. And I tell you that because there was one day where I didn't shower after my workout uh, because I was like, oh, I got to get to my parents' house. I'm running late. Let me just go. Let me change my clothes. It was awful. (laughs) I was so uncomfortable the entire day. And so With these routines and habits, and now you're like, oh my gosh, it's so gross, but it's okay. I did shower when I got home, okay? (laughs) But there will be a lot of trial and error. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to feel really crappy, perhaps, for a day, like actually physiologically, like not well. If you make some of these choices, like the shower didn't feel well. The days where I wasn't eating before I work out, all of a sudden that started to be not good. And so you make changes, right? You live and you learn and then you make adjustments and then you keep moving forward. And you might even be thinking that this doesn't sound like a huge deal, but this subtle shift from being really strict about my routines to thinking about my routines as that time block where I can slide in what I want, but I only have a certain amount of time allowed me to go from feeling like I was always behind and like not doing enough and like sacrificing my own self-care to feeling like I'm doing what I need to do to take care of myself. And like I said, it wasn't perfect. You're going to learn by trial and error. Like my sleep shift that happened when I, like the first couple weeks of my new caretaking role, um, I wasn't working out. I wasn't really sleeping. It was really super, super hard. And then I just had to hit pause and be like, look, this isn't working for me. What can I change here? And when I shifted my sleep schedule so that I woke up, and we're talking like 35 minutes different time, or I guess maybe an hour, but like not a huge shift. I woke up an hour later, and then I had enough sleep to be able to do my workouts. I was able to like think enough to like do my journaling. Like all of the things fell into place when I got my sleep dialed in. So if you're thinking about these routines and like where to start and you're like, God, I'm like so sleepy, so tired. Honestly, like that's the best place to begin. And as I'm looking forward to, and not saying that like, oh my God, I can't wait. But like looking into the future, I guess would be a better way to say that to when my time is my own again. I think that I will shift my sleep to get up earlier to allow me more time, which is going to mean I'm going to have to go to bed earlier. And I'm totally okay with that. Because getting that seven and a half hours of sleep should be your number one priority. It is so important to your mental health, to your physical health, to your well-being, to how you're able to just function through the day, like prioritize that above all else. So it's going to take you some experimentation. It's going to take you like a lot of mess ups, right? To figure out what's negotiable for you and what isn't. At the end of the day, you just have to ask yourself, what matters to me? Because if there's something on this list that you could care less about, then stop doing it. I only do what I do because it makes me feel good and I love it. 
And it allows me to show up as the best version of myself, which then allows me to perform in my job, to be a calm and patient daughter, to be an exceptional wife, to be all of the things that I want to be. And all of those things literally cannot happen when I'm trying to pour from an empty cup. This routine block has also helped me feed my need for feeling like I've checked off my to-do list even when I'm pressed for time. And I'm going to be honest with you, like my workout today, I did because it's Thursdays and my workout. I was not excited for it, but I did something because that's what a routine, that's what a habit is. You show up and you do the work anyways because you know that it's going to feel better at the end of it. You know that doing that thing is going to help you stay authentic to the person that you want to be. And let me remind you, I did not start here, okay? I'm telling you like the 87 different things I do in my morning routine and my evening routine. (laughs) I started with a gratitude journal, five minutes a day. That was it. And over time, I've added things as it got easier. And I think that's the best way to go about this. As you establish a habit and it's getting super easy and you're like, okay, I feel comfortable with this. Let me add one more thing, not 17 more things, one more thing. And that's how I've established my morning and evening routines. So if you're still getting into this, I want you to start with something small. So ask yourself, what's the one thing that would allow you to feel way better that you can start doing right now? Is it meditation? Is it a gratitude journal? Is it maybe even a gratitude post-it note where you just like write down what you're grateful for on a post-it? Maybe it's going on a walk first thing in the morning to help you set your mindset and your physiology for the day and do that physiological shift that we've talked about in previous episodes. Just start with one thing. And if it helps, woohoo, that's awesome. And if it doesn't help, no worries. Try something else. There are things that I passed over that I'm now coming back to, and that's totally fine. If there's any wisdom I can impart on you, it's that nothing is permanent, right? Our attitudes about things change. Our decisions about things change. I might say, I never do this. And then I always never say never, right? You change your mind because I want you to approach all of this with the spirit of a body detective, which means you're willing to try and fail a lot, (laughs) but that failure is not a reflection on you. It's just that you haven't found what works for you yet. So I hope this helps you get your mind kind of wrapped around the pros and cons of morning routines and gives you some more flexibility as to how to think about routines so that you can get successful. That is the keys to have those wins and to have those wins, you got to start small with something you love that you can look forward to every single day. And if one of the things you want to get into is the habit of moving more and making that part of your morning routine, definitely check out the mobility mastery toolkit. So I've put together four weeks of mobility exercises that are going to help you build strength and flexibility in your hips, your shoulders, your feet, your lower back, and more. And for just $27, you get a month of body maintenance plus a workday stretch guide. So you have easy stretches to break up your day while you're working at your desk that are going to help your body feel awesome. So you can learn more about that and grab it right now at mobilitytoolkit.co. So I want to hear from you. What does your morning routine look like? What is the one thing that you're going to add to it? Or maybe what have you felt like you now have permission to get rid of? 
take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram. I'm at Hala Famala. Plus you can send me any questions you might have about this episode or any other episode, or you can leave a voicemail on the body nerd hotline. That number is 818-396-6501. And don't forget that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the body nerds group, and all things podcast related live over at aewellness.com slash podcast. You can also find the link for the Mobility Mastery Toolkit there as well. And you know the drill, my friend, whether this is your first time or your 115th time, uh, if you are not already subscribed, definitely go ahead and do that. If you haven't taken the time to leave a review, I so, 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 so appreciate it. And if you haven't shared today's episode with someone who is going to appreciate like I would love it if you would share it so we can help spread the body detective and body nerd joy. So here's asking better questions, moving more, being a little bit more compassionate to ourselves about our morning routine blocks and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and that you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks, and bodywork is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.